All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Truthzilla. Truthzilla. Welcome. Are you guys ready for it tonight? Because we're going to get down. We're going to get down. Um, this is going to be the video that probably gets us booted or whatever. So, you know, uh, it might be worth playing a little game with the algorithm here, right? I think it's important to uh, say that we are very, very pro coronavirus. Like, we are very pro vaccine. We are very, very supportive of Bill Gates and all his philanthropy. We think that you should listen to the World Health Organization and that you should uh, do everything that the CDC says and, and just, you know, wear a mask. Please, please wear a mask everywhere you go. Make sure that you're staying as far away from possible as possible from every animal and person that you come into contact with. It's very, very important, people. This is the, this is the very you know we're in end times here. Stay safe out there. Stay safe, everybody. Please, please listen to your government. Okay, thank you. Some people would call us the Branch Covidians. The Branch Covidians. We are the Branch Covidians. More on that later. Check out the bonus episode later this week. Anyway, that being said, now that the algorithm has stopped listening. We can get into the meat and potatoes here. So, um, you know, of course, as always, just make sure that you, you know, if you find this to be entertaining or valuable, uh, please share it with your friends. You know, you, know, you guys, like, we're, this algorithm ain't going to help us out. Um, again, like I said last week, we're seeing on the back end, like, it's just, like, they're just shutting us down. And I don't think it's because we suck. I don't think we suck. I think we're pretty great. You know what I mean? So please share it, like it, subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're, if you're watching on YouTube. If you're listening on, on the podcast, um, you know, follow us, maybe leave a comment on iTunes. Um, if you're watching in, on YouTube, you can check us out on all the podcast platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, you name it, dude. iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Yeah, it's got an iHeartRadio, so it's pretty exciting. Um, if you want some really, you know, solid entertainment throughout your day, check us out on social media, Facebook at Truthzilla, Instagram at Truthzilla, Twitter at Pod. We're dropping all kinds of freaking, some original, some stolen memes. Um, the meat little clown world meme I made made it to the top of the list on the conspiracy memes channel on Reddit. Yes, it did. But uh, of course, I got banned for 111 days for promoting the podcast in the thread. But that's Worth all right. it though. Is it was okay. 111 days. 111. Yeah. Interesting number they pulled out there. Yeah, Isn't it? I know. Interesting. So, so we got fire memes all day long. You know, all the social commentary that you 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 have come to love from us. So just you know, check us out. Hit us up on there. Um, Want to give a shout out to Sly Guy Forty Five K on Instagram for designing our cool little avatar. Thank you, Sly Guy. Thank you. We appreciate you, Thank bud. Thank you, Sly Guy. Um, check him out uh, if you need any graphic design work. Um, also, uh, next week we're gonna have our first guest on. Um, yeah, Sean from the World Series of Conspiracies, who we mentioned last week, is gonna come on, and we're gonna get down. Super excited to have Sean. Yeah, yeah we're gonna get down with some uh, Federal Reserve and the creature from Jekyll Island. You know, we got the book right there. So uh, if you guys want to get your minds blown about the, the uh, uh, you know, basically the enslavement that's been our existence for the last hundred years, and we don't even know it, yeah. you know, tune in. Um, <clears throat> so uh, I just want to start off by saying, you know, this part, I'm going to devote this to all you coincidence theorists out there, right? You know, you, you, we, have, we probably have some coincidence theorists listening in. We do. And I just want to say I'm sick and tired of waiting around for something to happen. I'm gonna do it. I'm declaring a national emergency right now. I'm declaring a national emergency. We are under attack and a war has been waged against our minds for decades. Um, and this is the final rollout of the plan. It goes from mind warfare into the physical realm, which is exactly what we're seeing. Absolutely. This invisible mental prison that has been constructed around our minds has finally manifested in the physical world. 
this is, you know, there's a direct correlation between the psychological control, the psychological warfare that has been forced upon us mm -hmm. through traumatic events like false flags. Megan sees false flags all day long. All day long. And these unjust and illegal wars, financial crises, drugs, man. Yep. They've been trying to control us, mental prisons for decades, man. And finally, it's starting to emerge into the physical. Um, they're telling us where you can go, where you can't go, who you can talk to, who you can't talk to, who can go to work, who can't, you know? They've made it very clear that we are all non-essential. And this should scare the shit out of you. Yeah. This should really scare the shit out of you. The problem is that too many people are getting all of their opinions from headlines that their friends share on Facebook, dude. And that's it. They don't take a moment to look into this stuff for themselves. Like seriously, I've looked exhaustively at this yeah. from all sides for months, from day one. Like, ah, this is, this is not right. right. This lines up with all the other agendas and things that I've been looking into for years. Yeah. And there's something bigger and more diabolical going on. And if yeah. you still, if you still, still for a split second think that any of this that's been going on has anything to do with protecting you from a virus, you need to wake up. Yeah, man. You need to wake up, dude. It's almost end, like game over. It's game over. Literally, all it is is just a manipulation of statistics, okay? And we're going to get into it tonight because we are going to... Uh, we're going to uncover some shit, man. Yeah. And I had to make sure that the phone microphones are turned down because I was like, okay, there's going to be some yelling in this episode. Yeah. All right? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm had enough, man. There's a couple quotes that I want to start off with. First of all, you probably, many of you have heard this, but it's from Benjamin Franklin. He says, those who deserve, or those, <clears throat> excuse me, those who would give up essential liberty to purchase a little temporary safety deserve neither liberty nor safety. Yes. What he's saying is if you're willing to give up your freedom, your autonomy, your privacy, for a little bit of temporary safety, then you don't deserve either and you're gonna lose both. You're gonna lose both. That is what's gonna happen. Um, don't give up your ability to think for yourself, guys. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and I know not everybody has, but there's there's a lot of people who, the, the government has created this whole uh, dynamic where everyone is so reliant on them for for health and for safety. Um, meanwhile, they're they're just moving pieces on a game board and, mm -hmm. and uh, sorry to cut you off. No, but please I mean, jump in. Anyways, that's 100% right. Like, like they're telling you what to think. You've yeah. been doing it our whole lives, man. They tell us what to think. They tell us to, what movements to get involved in, right? I think at this point, it's very clear um, that, you know, God bless everyone out there that's, that's, that's supporting these movements that mean a lot to them, and, and that's so awesome. But now it's time to take, you know, reach into the bag and grab a, uh, an issue that means something to you personally and stop waiting for the media to tell you to go out there and get a, on board yeah. with some, some, you know, cause. Find something that's important to you and get on that shit. For me, it's big tech censorship. That's unacceptable. I want to go hard against that in any way, shape, and form that I can. Mm -hmm. All right? Um, you know, another quote that I wanted to read, it's just so fitting. And, you know, again, those of you that, are, that have been in this for a minute probably heard this, but it's so true, okay? This is by Morpheus, all right? Yes. We took extra red pills this morning um, <laughs> to make sure we prepared for this the right way. Absolutely. Um, and Morpheus says... You see, the matrix is a system, Neo. The system is our enemy. Yeah. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters, the very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of the system and that makes them our enemy. Yep. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged, to wake up. And many of them are so inured so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it and that's what we're seeing man that's exactly we what we're seeing. seeing a backlash of all these people that don't know any better in defense of this system that they're enslaved to 
it's just maddening, man. And like I said, it's just a game of statistics. And as we're going to unpack this tonight, it's like just, you know, if something doesn't happen, like our freedom is not coming back. Right. It's not coming no, back. Guys. They've taken us to this point. It's been an incremental thing. Like David Icke says, it's the totalitarian tiptoe. Yes. Where it's just like you take a little bit, starts off, okay, we're going to shut down for two weeks. Oh, and then a month. Oh, and then we're open by Easter. Oh, and then just another month. Just flatten the curve. Look where we're at now, man. It's getting insane. And if you think for a split second they're going to just give us our freedom back, Come no. on, guys. And people tell me, and people tell me that I'm the crazy one because I'm just complaining about not getting able to, not being able to do the things I want to do to get a haircut, to uh, go to the beach. That's not what we're talking about. Those are the sound bites that the soul, that the media has put in place to discredit and make people who are fighting for our basic for our very freedom look like fools. Yeah. And, and 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 to say like uh, when I go, when I say like, oh, that's unconstitutional then I'm demonized because I'm just some crazy right-wing extremist for talking about the Constitution that, that, that has been in place. It's kept us... That's the only thing that's protecting us at this point. What? And so... And it's marginally getting, protecting us. It's getting us. thrown away Absolutely. in a lot of different ways, man. Do they have another one. So... Well, they do... Ed... They do have another one. They do have. They do have the. They do have the proposed constitution for the new states of America. I'm yes. glad that you brought that up. Yeah, we'll get to so, that. We'll get to that. What's going on in the world today, guys? It, it's been a rough week, actually. Yeah. For, I, how have you done this week? It's, oh man. The the deeper we get into this stuff, the the rougher the weeks get. I think maybe. Like maybe. you know, there's there's I some good upswings. There's some good upswings, but yes. it. I think that it takes some courage and some bravery and some. Uh, some wherewithal to get up here and and do this and to talk to people in our daily lives like like we do and hold on to our truths but um that said i have a little bit of a story something from this week so um uh in light of all of this uh covid uh propaganda we've i've uh, uh, i had this i have this wonderful gym so i'm going to tell a personal story i have a, a wonderful gym that i have been absolutely uh blessed to be a part of every single um, person there from any member even the, the the children that come with their parents um all the way up through literally every single coach i've uh, trained jujitsu at this gym i take boxing at this gym um there's amazing uh, multi-fitness classes at the gym and, and everybody is just top-notch in their game and and furthermore really really pure energy people really really beautiful cohesive environment and um Anyways, all this to say, I'm not going to say the name of the gym, but just just know that this place that uh, I've gone for over the last year, probably a year and a half now, um, has just been phenomenal in my life. And so I I make this point to show you the the depth of of what's happening, at least in my personal situation, in just this one area, in just this one area. Um, But due to um, Governor Brown's... uh, I'm I'm, Is that... That's the most respectful way that I can say that, okay, guys? (laughs) I want to put more emphasis on it somehow. Governor Kate Brown. Okay, Governor Kate Brown. Um, so I think that there's there's really no not anybody uh, around too much that is uh, not aware that she is in um, absolute violation of our state's constitution with everything that uh, she's she's done all along and what she's doing right now. Um, there was an injunction placed against uh, this lawless miscarriage of her um, power that was uh, brought to the state's Supreme Court, and she's got a, a buddy, bestie, on the uh, state Supreme Court. So the uh, state Supreme Court upheld her uh, subversion of our Constitution, and so we're literally all living in a state of uh, absolute disorder, and, and we have we have no protection, really. I mean, and, and it's just anything that they see fit. So under this, uh, this absolute tyrannical uh, overstep, 
one of the mandates that uh, the governor has set down is that for gyms and other places like this to reopen, I'm just going to stick to the gym aspect because I'll try to stay on point. Um, but one thing that uh, that we were, and, I, and we talked about this, like how they've taken everything away, taken everything away, and, and I was saying this right from the start when they first shut down the schools that you know they're going to oppress us to the point to where when they start giving us when they start giving us our little bit of freedoms back we're going to be oh so grateful oh so happy that you know our stimulus check came i mean what would we have done without the stimulus check oh what if gosh darn they've given us our, our right to have you know health and fitness back well they're going to let us go to the gym as long as we're masked up or we let them you know take our temperature so this is where my standards and my issues and my ethics and my values all are going to come into, into play um so i have this wonderful gym who through no intent or fault of their own, wonderful people from the ownership down um, are being told that they cannot open their doors and they cannot serve their clientele unless they abide by this overstep. And so essentially what they've mandated is that everyone who walks the door has to have their temperature taken because obviously, you know, no offense to any age group here, but the 20-year-old behind the counter knows more about my personal uh, health and, and well-being when I walk through those doors with her little uh, wand or his little wand than I know before I arrive at the gym. And, and obviously, uh, there must be something uh, in the top rungs of government that have uh, cued them in on the fact that a lot of uh, psychopaths want a lot of people dead and, and a lot of elderly people dying and people with compromised immune systems to be sick. And so certainly, we're all loading up at the gym and going in sick and, and pumping iron to spread the, the virus around. I digress. So um, I was informed yesterday that, um, that my gym would be... Um, taking the temperature of every member who enters through the door in order to, to train or to use the facilities. And so this is where I had to draw a line. And I've been in contact with uh, several friends from the gym, several other gym members, um, a couple of coaches. I, this, uh, one of the coaches at the gym is a very, very good friend of mine. Um, and, and really, everybody, everybody's losing. Everybody completely loses. And, and the justifications given to me by the gym is that, well, you know, it's, it's not our fault. This isn't what we want to do. And so therefore, you know, if, if you don't come, then you lose out, we lose out, everybody loses, nobody can pay their bills. And, and that's fucked. It's absolutely, it sucks. And it's not fair. And it's not right. And all of that. And, and also, I have a life that I'm trying to lead in a certain way. I have children that I'm trying to teach mm -hmm. a certain thing to. I am trying to very much be in alignment with what is true behind this absolute masquerade that has been going on. I mean, through all of our lives, but just, just this has been such a historical time, all of this happening. Um, and so um, essentially, if, if I, I felt that in order for me to continue to train at this gym, even though I know I'm not sick and, you know, it was justified, well, your phone can track and follow you around and surely this little temperature wand over your forehead shouldn't be that big a deal. And that's the fucking problem because it is a big deal. It's one little nugget taken away from you at a time under the guise that nobody can control it. It's, it's what the government mandates. Well, the government's been mandating all of this malarkey for you know, months now yeah. and, and everything Watch. that we've been, I mean, so, you know, and it was just, because, well, we're not going to mandate vaccines. We won't, we won't, you know, we're, we're not going to go there. I'm like, well, you're not going to have a choice. You're not going to have a choice because it, it, I don't, I don't understand the concept of, well, everybody needs to be temperatured now, which, which by the way, we, that wasn't necessarily being, I mean, I don't know necessarily if my gym, gym was enforcing it right from the start. If other gyms were, I, I'm pretty sure most places were not enforcing it. Um, across the board, but I guess I, I couldn't speak to that. Um, but, but essentially, I don't think that if I were to even just to freeze my membership in the hopes that this, this gym and this, 
Christian family that I have and all of this um, that I've built there would remain by the time that what? What is the next thing that's going to happen? And to, and to my mind, it's, well, you'll be able to go back to normal and not have all these things happen when they roll out this vaccine. Because really, what is the next logical step? So, I mean, and, and in this instance, um, I, I guess uh, I was faced with like kind of a tough call with like whether or not to kind of sacrifice and I mean, it's just, it's a bad situation, and I, and I and I know there's a lot of people that are going through these same situations. Um, and like I say, it's just it's it's a it's maybe a small thing, but it's not because you know connection to other people, ability to have physical fitness, ability to have autonomy, ability to work on yourself, ability to walk through doors. The ability to walk through a door has literally been perverted to where we have to think twice. Are we wearing the proper mind control device? Are we offending anybody? Am I standing too close? Did I, you know, and it's just, um, and, and for me, and, and again, and I've had this talk, I have a, you know, an 11-year-old and a 13-year-old that I, I talk about all of these things with on a fairly regular basis. And I don't see how I could possibly go to the gym and let them take my temperature and, and still say that, look, this is, this is all not okay and we don't stand for it and we're not going to accept what the government is going to give us back in pieces. In fact, we're standing firmly on we want all of our freedoms, we want all of our sovereignty, and, we, and we're not going to settle for anything less. So... Um, it's not, it's not personal uh, to do this towards the entities that I have to break away from, but also it's very, very personal to me. It is extremely personal to me. And, and, and on a deep level, for me to lose this connection, for me to lose this, this training and, and my coaches, I mean, it's a big deal, guys. It's a, yeah. such a big deal. And, and it is more than just, oh, we'll just let them wave this wand across your forehead because the next thing is going to be, we'll let them just implant this chip under your arm. And it is a big deal. These little matters, this mandatory face mask, this, you know, mandatory temperature, you know, testing and and calling ahead for all of this and this bullcrap we're waiting at the curb at six feet apart I, we have to awaken we have to awaken and and each one of us I, I I I'm so hopeful that that a mass swelling of us are gonna rise up and stand on a principles that continue to give us freedom and to get to continue to give us a sovereignty because it is literally being eked away like it's being pulled out of us like a slow blood draw for the last several months and it's and so what they're giving back to us is just this poisonous subversive psychological message that this is the way this is the new normal and this is going to be fine and just follow our protocols and we're just going to roll out the other stages and you know what fuck that no no because that's not what's happening and so don't fool yourselves and and temporary abnormal Yes, the new, I have the new norm. That's the new catchphrase, baby, right there. We got some good catchphrases tonight, folks. We got some we'll give it Sherry Tenpenny tagged that one all. It's not yeah. mine, but the fake admiral. So yeah, well, so anyways, I I, I say that just because it's it's uh, one of the impactful things that's happened this week. This has been a, a really crucial part of my life. In fact, I've gone through, and I'm sure that many people in their lives have gone through similar things, but I've gone through some absolute. Um, hell in the last couple of years and and really just kind of like hell that kind of perverts your reality and these people at this gym have have just like surrounded me with their love and blanketed me with this training this wisdom and this connection all of the people that are so wonderful and I have to as an individual for my own self say but because of what it takes for me to even walk into the door I'm paying a good amount of money to walk through this door to 
you know, hit a bag with my coach to, you know, um, I even pay, I mean, part of it is camaraderie, honestly. I mean, yes, I train there and yes, it's good fitness, but I mean, if the, if the vibe was bad, I wouldn't go there. So you, you are paying for a whole package and I've never experienced anything like that anywhere else. So any of my friends or gym family that see this, just know that I, I absolutely, I love you. I, I understand where everyone is coming from and my heart goes out to these situations. Um, and also understand that, that my heart is also for my, my family and for setting an example and for standing up for things that I feel that are being taken from us faster than we even know to hold on to them. Yep. And, it's, and it's, uh, it's important. We have little people coming up behind us, guys, and they need to understand and be able to hold on to um, something that is real and something that is pure and not have all of their freedoms removed under this blanket of, of uh, tyrannical uh, bullshit. And it is. It's bullshit. Megan, oh man, thank you, yep. thank you. You you touched on so many things about what's wrong with this virus in there. But um, I mean, the the main thing. I mean, I'm for me, this has been a rough week too, and it feels like believing the truth is not very popular this week. <laughs> Get you in a little bit of hot water. I think that um, the media has redoubled down on their efforts to to make this virus the big bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is affecting the mood and the people around us. They're they are going back, they, we're going backwards. We're going forwards at least, like, yes, the riots had their own piece to this thing, yeah. but, um, but they- As a distraction model, partially, partially. I, I was listening to David Icke earlier today and um, on uh, London Real, which is, if you, if you haven't watched or listened, amazing. Just, uh, yeah, David Ike's is like one of the grandfathers of this movement, so um, mm-hmm. credit where credit is deserved. But uh, anyway, it's just, just sometimes hearing someone lay it out so perfectly. Like to, to these people, the thing is, is these are all just independent events that they're right. dealing with. Yeah. They're just, you know, they are the, uh, what was the word you used? The uh, Okay, I'm not remembering, but they're, they're just independent and... Essentially, they don't have anything to do with each other. Coincidence. Yeah, the coincidences. Yeah. They're yeah. the coincidences, you know. So, so to us, though, to people who've been watching this, they, there is this common denominator to all of these things happening around us. Lies. Is they all fit the agenda. Mm-hmm. They all fit yeah. the agenda. Oh, yeah. They all divide us. Yes. They all pit us against each other. It, it, is, it is the few that are governing the many. Yes. They need us divided. Yes. And every single piece of this thing has divided us mm-hmm. along mm-hmm. the way. And yeah. they have led, and you know, whether the virus is as real as they say it is or not, there is such conflicting science there, which we will get into. Um, but certainly the, you know, the uh, hypocrisy of stay six feet apart and don't get near anyone. And then unless you're protesting against oh, yeah. The police, then then big then groups you're fine. are cool. Then, then big groups well, are we cool. all know that Corona doesn't travel through p- crowds of protesters or rioters, so that's a known fact. Of so, <laughs> and and then it's it's again it's all of these things that they say they they are self fulfilling prophecies that that can't be argued with because now if we have a rise in coronavirus, well, we just had big gatherings, right? That, that were okay though. But you know what it was? It was the Trump rallies. The I Trump think rallies. it was totally oh, the, it was tr- the Trump, it was the Trump rallies. rallies. And, okay. and then it was the f- okay. it was and then also it's I think it's also a, a big problem is it's the families that go to the beach that they have more than like ten or twelve people to list. It's like that thirteenth person that just fucks everybody. I, <laughs> yep. Yeah, we, we and that's that's hard facts. I mean, if you watch the news at all, you, you'll you'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> and plus, people people are only getting like five feet away from each other, you know. It's a so. huge deal. <laughs> yeah, I did a fun little experiment over this last week. I did a, a post on our Truthzilla Facebook page, and I said a simple question. I said, okay, can anybody name one thing, one thing that the media or the experts have gotten right in their reporting of COVID-19? I posted the same thing, actually. And I shared it on my personal page mm-hmm. in multiple groups, and I got four responses. Yeah. One, it's real, which we can say it's real. Absolutely. Coronaviruses sure, sure. is a real thing. There's, it's, it's, there's, it's, there's a number of them. There, it's a cold. There's, yeah. <laughs> uh, 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 the number one most common cold, if you folks didn't know, is the rhinovirus. And the number two most common one is the coronavirus, which has been around for, you know, thousands and thousands of years. This particular strain, yes, it's just, you know, like every year we get a new flu strain, you know what I mean? And so it's just the new, the new, uh, the cold that's going around. Right. And, and, and just like the cold, it has, a, it has a really bad impact on people of, you know, with pre-existing conditions that are older. So that was the second response I got was that it's particularly bad on old people. Yes, it is. You know, um, so is the foot, you know, okay, yes, that's true. The third response I got is that. But, but true, true of most respiratory illnesses yeah. for anybody that would be older, true. though. That is so, true. Okay. If you're dying, you might die from COVID. Yeah. Or if you don't die from COVID, they'll, they'll say that you If dying. you die in a car accident, you die from COVID. Yeah. So, for sure. We all know that, yeah. too. And the third response I got was that it's a virus. And the fourth response I got was it's called COVID. And I'm putting it out there to all. I've got a lot of people that have, you know, very various views from every side of this and not a single one could respond not mine either nobody can you can you comment below Please name one do. thing that the experts or the media have gotten right in the reporting of the coronavirus and we can go we'll talk about it next time absolutely i'm curious that. i'm really curious i actually am too please if anybody can turn up anything yeah thank you give it to us you know so where, where's all these statistics coming from right like like the imperial model right Okay, before we go there, okay, <laughs> before we go there, before we get a, I'm still finishing. Oh, God, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm go. still on Megan's train with the gym. Is uh, I, you know, it brings because I, my week, like just recently, I made a, a face mask post, right? Uh-huh. You know, because I've been pretty adamantly uh, against Unposed. the use of face masks, and people, people on people their don't side, like when that. Well, when it's just a coincidence, you know, and you're and you're just doing your part to save the herd, or, of course, you know, to, to protect your grandma, then uh, then why would you not do that? And and I and I get that argument if if you don't see it like we see it. So there sure. is so there is there is a piece of this. Everyone's that, you know, mis- everyone is being misled, just like we are all being misled, and some of us are looking a little bit deeper into those avenues of the misleading information going down rabbit holes, and not everybody has or can do that, and that's. Mm-hmm. So you're right, yeah. And so it's it's the, but it's the same thing. It's the symbol. It's mm-hmm. I'm not gonna bow to the symbol of of what this thing represents mm-hmm. because it is just taking away our rights and we're not gonna get our rights back. No. You know. And so uh, so yeah, I had to, I had to cut a couple of friends loose after uh, yeah. after a post this week. So I've lost some family, some friends in the last couple of months. Yeah, it's tension. A lot of tension. tension. Yeah. But uh, but I, I do believe in standing up for the truth is is all we can do. Absolutely. And, um, that's why I'm glad to be with you guys today. Yeah. And take it away, Scott. Well, in the imperial is, model. I mean, this is just an open discussion, obviously. You know, and just uh, you know, I think uh, you know, so the whole lockdown, right? It, it seems like it is. There's a lot of evidence to suggest that it was contrived. It was a pre-planned thing that happened way before you know 2020 was Um, there any planning events there was some planning events yes there was and we'll get into that in a minute but uh you know the 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 model that this whole thing was based on that the lockdown was based on is from a gentleman named neil ferguson from imperial college london Mm -hmm. um now he's an interesting character right um 
I think it's important to note that he's been turned to for a lot of other previous pandemics to model and predict how that was going to play out in the population, how many lives are going to be at risk. Um, one of the, probably the one he's most known for is uh, back in 2001, there was the foot and mouth disease, right? Foot and mouth disease. At first I thought they were saying the foot in mouth disease, but right. the foot and mouth disease. We know foot and um, mouth disease. Yeah, we know we have children. Mouth right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so basically, you know, uh, it led, so, the, so in, in the, they had these models, of, oh my God, it's going to kill, all these animals are contagious and they're going to spread to humans. We have to murder all these animals, right? Even if they don't show symptoms of having it, we have to kill them. We have to kill as many animals as we possibly can. They thought that they were going to be contagious for four to eight days, um, even when they didn't have symptoms, but after the fact they discovered, or after they slaughtered 10 million animals, um, from, from like if there was one case at a farm, they would slaughter all the animals and then all the animals at the and neighboring surrounding farms, farms. Um, just to make sure that it was eradicated later to only find out, oops, <laughs> I guess it's you're eight, you're not contagious if you're not showing symptoms. So, and then the, the, the infection period is only two days. So after they slaughtered millions of animals, they're like, oops, we got it wrong. Like, like the trial for human Something, for humans <laughs> to come is, am I the only person whose mind goes there? I'm like, yeah, they, they, yeah, yeah. it sounds like what sounds like a like yeah. a Oops. trial run. Oops, we made a mistake. Yeah. So then in 2005, they turned to the expert of Dr. Neil Ferguson once again for uh, his diagnosis on bird flu. His estimation was that over 200 million people would be killed by this horrible disease, and over a six-year period, 282 people died. Okay. So he's obviously on point. Yes. He's yes. obviously accurate. Um, that's, that's a little bit off. Yeah, a little bit off. So four years later, <laughs> again, and these are all kind of weird time frames. Think about it, 2004, 2005, 2008, 2009. Hmm. wonder what's going on in the world Interesting. then. Interesting. Um, four years later, um, we had the swine flu pop up. Yes. Um, estimated 0.4% mortality rate, 65,000 deaths in the UK alone, and it ended up having 457 deaths. So, of people probably 457 with people with probably comorbidities and pre-existing conditions and elderly mm. and other things. So people are dying. And then, of course, right, right. with the big mad cow disease epidemic, we predicted, Dr. Neil Ferguson predicted, 50,000 British people would die with a grand total of 177 <laughs> deaths. So, what we can see here is that a, a trend, in fact, I read an article that said that, uh, they said, oh, oh, hey, bud, don't pull a Ferguson. <laughs> like, don't get this wrong. So it's like actually a joke and the insiders, right? And uh, so a tweet made by Dr. Ferguson on 3.22.20, which is still up right now, you can go look at it. And this is when they were turning to him to predict a model for, you know, a more, more in-depth model. And it says, I'm conscious that lots of people would like to see and run the pandemic simulation code we are using to model control measures against COVID-19. To explain, to explain the background, I wrote the code, thousands of lines of undocumented C, <coughs> which is a coding language, he wrote it 13 years ago for to model flu pandemics. Now remember, coronavirus is a cold. It's a different animal. So this is based on 13-year-old technology to base on a, on a, a, a completely different type of disease. So, right, right. So yeah. that's what you know. That's what led to the, this this lockdown, right? That's what I'm saying, right? And he predicted 2.2 million people in in the U.S. and a half million people in Great Britain to die. Yeah. Yeah, and especially, that was what we started this yeah. lockdown. It was a, that was the foundation of why we locked down our countries and everyone pretty much. The whole world locked down based on these numbers. And so, you know, he had a pretty high up position with the British government advisory um, for Boris Johnson. Um, and uh, while he was hammering everybody to observe social distancing rules and just like, you know, virtue signaling online as much as he possibly could, turns out he was having an affair with a woman who he did not live with and he was sneaking over there to 
uh, having an affair with her, and he stepped down as a result of that scandal because he was at, well, on, on the one side telling everybody to social distance, and on the other side he was breaking every rule in the book when it came to that. So. Well, so and he wasn't just and it, what he wasn't just exposing himself to her because she had a family, right? Children Correct. and a husband, and Correct. okay. So just, you know, just just checking on his checking, integrity. Just checking a little totally. bit. <laughs> so, he must have really believed himself. He must have really believed it. Yeah, or or he he knew, maybe he knew that it was all bullshit. Maybe maybe he did. Maybe hmm. maybe now. Um, so that leads us to the next thing, right? So, um, you know, if you if even if you don't have symptoms, right? Even if you don't have symptoms, you are a threat to everybody else. You have to stay away from everybody else because you could have the coronavirus, right? You mean asymp- asymptomatic? Asymptomatic. So yes, if you've never heard the term asymptomatic, asymptomatic means that you have the disease, but you're not showing any signs of it. But you could still potentially be a carrier and can transmit it to other people, right? So basically your body's kicking its ass. Your body is, ki- yeah, basically. So, um, Or it could just be psychological warfare to make us afraid of one another and, and ourselves and keep our faces covered and our mouths shut and don't make eye contact when we go to public. And, true. And That's maybe it. they could just roll out that new constitution. I'm just maybe, putting that out there. Maybe, maybe. Did I jump the gun on that? This <laughs> we'll, is this we'll is where there. it's going. We'll get there. <laughs> so, so, because, and so a lot of this information... She knows too much. She knows too much. <laughs> So a lot of this information has trickled down to us from uh, the World Health Organization, right? Which is, uh, was the number one funded organization, or had their number one revenue stream was from the United States until uh, the United States realized there was some bullshit going on and pulled the revenue stream. And so that left the n- number two revenue stream now is number one, who is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. So wow. if you think about how, uh, you know, there's such a push to, you know, that Bill Gates is doing this crazy thing and he's also the one, so he's saying vaccine, 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 right? And he's funding this organization that's rolling out all these policies, right? So anyway, um, pretty much anything in the health world, the Bill and Melinda Gates yeah. has their hand. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So every you can't single find one. Anything. Right, yep. Again, it all goes up to them. If you haven't seen the James Corbett documentary, we'll put another link in the show notes yeah. below. And that's another thing too, you guys. If you haven't noticed, all the freaking links on all the shows that we talked, like the last three shows, like the last the two episodes ago, the vaccine show, mm-hmm. so many good links in the show Excellent notes. Excellent links, guys. Like, I definitely recommend you going back and checking out that episode if you have not seen this one. And it sheds a lot more light on the vaccine side of this whole thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah. also at the same time, you know, um, so the World Health Organization, right? And we talked about this a little bit on the last episode, but um, I just want to play this clip. Go to clip two. Of uh, Maria <laughs> Van Kerkhoff of the World Health Organization spoke about this last had this week. to say about asymptomatic carriers. The second part of your question is what proportion of asymptomatic individuals actually transmit? So the way that we look at that is we look at um, they need these individuals need to be followed carefully um, over the course of uh, when they're detected and looking at secondary transmission. We have a number of reports from countries who are doing very detailed contact tracing. They're following asymptomatic cases, they're following contacts, and they're not finding secondary transmission onward. It's very rare. And that not, m- much of that is not published in the, in the literature. From the papers that are published, there is one that came out from Singapore uh, looking at a long-term care facility. There are some household transmission studies where you follow individuals over time and you look at the proportion of those that transmit onwards. Um, we are constantly looking at this data and we're trying to get more information from countries to truly answer this question. It still appears to be rare that an asymptomatic individual actually transmits onward. So, what we wait, a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So, wait a minute. So we just locked down for three months because Hold on, I'm having a tough time wrapping my head around this. Doesn't 
And this is the World Health Organization that said that. Yeah, right? yeah, that 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 was walked back the very next day as we spoke about. How last much trouble week. do you think she got in for coming out with the truth? And right she there. said she said, and you know, not a lot of studies show this, but yeah, not a lot of studies that they're putting out show this. And yeah, we haven't seen all the data. Was what she hinted, but pretty much all of the data they have says this one thing. And then this goes back to this principle too: is like, if you're going to use a model which really isn't a scientific thing per se, you have to take the data and adjust that model as you go. And what we're seeing is all of the data as we've gone on through this has pointed to this thing not being, it won't spread like they said it will. It's not, we're not going to see 2.2 million deaths. We're not going to see a half a million deaths. We're going to see much less. And it's not the fear of the people that aren't showing symptoms. The only people that are spreading this are showing symptoms. Correct. Right. Correct. Right. So anyway, that's, I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, so yeah, we just got totally freaking shafted these last few months. Well, Apparently. and you have to, and, you ha- and I mean, how, how can we believe anything other than that, that they're not going to, even knowing that they're wrong, okay, so like we have maybe people in low levels of government that don't see a grander scheme here going on by the deep state, okay, perhaps, maybe. Mm-hmm. Let's try to give them some uh, little, a tiny bit of credit. So let's just say that they don't know. But 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 at this point, though, even those who came, even those officials that came forward with this like with like this pure belief that they were actually trying to help sure. us, at this point, what are the chances they're going to come forward and go, oh, 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 we were we were wrong, we were absolutely wrong. And well, they're not going to. The government is absolutely not going to lose that kind of credibility among the the masses of people who have fallen into this dynamic because they lose power, they lose control, and they're they're absolutely not going to let that happen. So so even that. That's why these kind of uh, things are being redacted because they 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 can't. I mean, and, and at this point, and this is and again, I'm jumping, but like we're we're going into a trend now, right? Masks are cool. Look at all the cool ones you can get. Look at all. I mean, like they're not about to admit that they they covered us in lies and they tried to bury us with it. They're they're not going to do that, and they're not going to allow that truth to, to stay in the light as often as they can. Sure. And there's, so. I mean, the, the fact is, is how many people lost their businesses over this? Yes. Um, how many pe- how many suicides up six hundred percent? Okay, so that's a big um, deal. Uh, how and and also I mean, did, like being, being abused. abused and and the numbers of uh, people in interpersonal relationships and with domestic violence. Uh, th- these people are the numbers of deaths are are just skyrocketing. I mean, there are people addiction. who are truly uh, uh, yeah yep. falling away to addiction. This is not about the coronavirus. Period. This is not about the yeah, and exactly. that's it. Period. Um, so it's a false flag. Yes, it is. It is. It is, guys. And, and the other side of that too is in you know the people. People use that argument. Well, you know, all you care about is the economy. Well, we, and I've said this before, but we have data that will show what rises in unemployment due to the death rate. Right. And it is going. We are going to lose more people than the coronavirus will ever take. Right. Like we, we will infect. Yeah. 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 And it's look, insane. I mean, and, and I'm just going to say the insensitive thing, which is people get sick. They do. People get sick. People ha- have compromised immune systems. They die from other things all of the time. It's sad. It's awful. We are not here to stay, guys. We are not here to stay. Take care of yourselves. Build up your immune systems to the best you can to keep your mind and your body healthy. But And, and that, is, that is such a big point that I think that uh, we look over all the time, but is so important is if the government gave a crap about us, Mm -hmm. they would be telling us how to get healthy right now. Mm -hmm. They would be telling us that we can be taking uh, zinc, we can be uh, taking vitamin D, we can be taking magnesium, we can be taking these things that are gonna help boost our immune systems, eat healthy, get outside. 
Right. Do exercise. Vitamin D. Baby. Maybe yeah. quit wiping the frigging countertops down and, a sub, and and completely perverting all of the natural good bacteria and viruses that we need to be exposed to to function in society among you know tens of thousands of millions of people. We have to have An these exposures. System, yes. Absolutely. So. And, and on that, I mean, that uh, our immune systems. I'm losing myself. Sorry. That's okay. No, I know. <laughs> My mind starts going all over the place when we start talking yeah, about this. What yeah. do I want to grab? Yeah, totally. Um, I'll get back to it. Okay. How about all this? Right. How about we go to clip one? Okay. Clip Speaking one. of masks, everybody, you're, you're, uh, <laughs> you're Messiah himself. Let's hear, the, let's hear it right out of his mouth. This is Dr. Fauci on 60 Minutes. There's a lot of confusion among people and misinformation surrounding face masks. Can you discuss that? The masks are important for someone who's infected to prevent them from infecting someone else. Now, when you see people and look at the films in China and South Korea, whatever, everybody's wearing a mask. Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. You're sure of it? Because people are listening really no, closely to this. Right now, people should not be walking. There's no reason to be walking around with a mask. When you're in the middle of an outbreak, wearing a mask might make people feel a little bit better, and it might even block a, a droplet, but it's not providing the perfect protection that people think that it is. And often, there are unintended consequences. People keep fiddling with the mask and they keep touching their face. And can you get some schmutz sort of staying uh, uh, inside uh, uh, there? Of course, of course. But when you think masks, you should think of healthcare providers needing them and people who are ill. The people who, when you look at the films of foreign countries and you see 85% of the people wearing masks, that's fine. That's fine. I'm not against it. If you want to do it, that's fine. But it can lead to a shortage it, of masks. Exactly. That's we're the starting point. It could see. lead to a shortage of masks for the people who really need it. All right. Thank you, Dr. Fauci, for that wonderful Well, insight. we all know that he, there's no conflict of interest where he's concerned, right? Yes. There's absolutely no... Am, am I wrong, are, though? Are there, we, there is a serious conflict of interest we, where Fauci's um, concerned. Is that here. out of context? Because that doesn't that was, sound like the messaging I've heard. I think either. that was in March. I think that interview was in March. Oh. So they've had time to take that back yeah. by okay. now, is so what's, yeah. what we're I mean, saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Comes and, and goes. And, you know, another really interesting thing that they, they are really adamant about is that, um, you know, we have to have a vaccine. Because there's no reasonable cure or treatment, right? Um, something that you may have heard about, hydroxychloroquine, um, otherwise known as HCQ, right? Yeah, hydroxychloroquine. Anyway, HCQ um, has been shown in studies like in, in Italy and in Europe. There's been studies that show France. up to a 95% success rate. No, no 90, people died. When you 90, get on, 99 points of it was yeah, the French study. Yeah. When you get put on, when you have coronavirus and you have severe symptoms and your life is in danger, you get uh, treatment with hydroxychloroquine and zinc. And I have to, say, I have to say this, guys, we are not giving medical advice. We're no, not giving medical advice. We're, we're certainly not, trying not. To, you know, consult a doctor that you trust with any, with any of your health care decisions. We're not trying to tell you what to do with your health. Find a doctor you can anything, trust. Anything like, like that. that, okay? But we're simply just, just, just putting out some empirical data. Uh, and maybe empirical is not the right word I should be using, right? But uh, whatever. But uh, okay. So, Look into this. But guys. the thing is, is okay. So hydroxychloroquine has been around for a long time. Okay, it's an anti-malaria drug, right? It has been around for 70 years. In 2017, they administered five, five million six hundred and sixty-six thousand nine hundred ninety-nine doses of hydroxychloroquine. Okay, 
Um, they, they, the fact that they say that there's no study to show the safety and efficacy of it in terms of coronavirus treatment is absurd, right? Um, in fact, so the World Health Organization, in a test, in a study by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, funded by, <laughs> right? You want, you want to speak a little about this? Well, well, the the world. This was actually, I think, before that. In 1979, they oh. were doing studies where they discovered the the levels of hydroxychloroquine that would be uh, dangerous, mm-hmm. essentially, mm-hmm. could prove fatal. Mm-hmm. So, so essentially, what we're talking about. I almost have to back up to explain this story. But the, the hydroxychloroquine in, in France in, uh, I believe it was February, a French, I don't know his name. We'll, we'll get show the guy's notes. name show and notes. we'll put in the show notes. But he, he put out a study that showed hydroxychloroquine. I don't know if he used zinc or the Z-Pack. There's been a few different things they've used with hydroxychloroquine. But it was basically 99 point something percent effective. And it was it's when you get people that have the disease early. You don't want to use it when they're almost dying. Um, but when you get it early, it can be very effective treatment for, for COVID. Now, now uh, to put this in context, this, this drug is dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. It is, they've had it for a long time. You can get generics for 50 cents a pill. Um, there was a, uh, in New York, New York, they were looking at it and uh, a doctor said with, with all the stuff they needed to, to treat someone, it was about $20 mm-hmm. to treat someone to, to, to help cure them. But uh, it started with basically this study came out and was it Cuomo first who didn't want to use it in New York? Um, but it took Anthony Fauci, I don't even think did a test on it for at least a couple of months. It was, I think, mid-April before they decided to even look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I think what happened, and this typical, is President Trump came out and started talking about hydroxychloroquine. And immediately, this drug was, there was the war was on against this drug. Right. You know, the, the Well, we media, wouldn't want to get to the bottom of the truth because it came out of the wrong person's mouth. Exactly. So the media attacked it. Like Politicized This, this cannot be a good treatment and then so anthony fauci starts looking at it and we'll put some links in but essentially these studies that they did they were these were rigged studies they were using amounts of the drug um i think at first i think at first it was nih or someone related to nih but at first there was like a small study that didn't have a lot of information and uh, they made it sound like it was bad. I mean, it was in other cases, if I were to go back, it was read the headline and then read the data mm-hmm. and there's they're very different stories. Mm-hmm. Essentially, there was kind of this war on the drug from that point on and they came up with this other drug, Remdesivir, mm-hmm. which is more of a new designer drug that's uh, in, in antivirus, an antivirus antiviral any antiviral antiviral that's okay. a drug that uh that would they could make a lot more money i was on. gonna say i'll bet i'll bet that it costs a lot more money <laughs> because you know what it doesn't pay them for us to be well it but is not and, in the and medical at the same time it, they were they were talking about how good it was because it was 30 percent effective at slowing the the virus down so it, essentially i i truly believe there has never been anyone on that side it wants a cure for this virus mm, no. because the the it's always been about the vaccine. The financial implications. It's always been about the vaccine. Yes. And, and when you know, control. when you know, I mean, the World Health Organization in January was talking in their their event where they get together and talk about the upcoming year. I forget what it's called, uh, but anyways, essentially, you can listen to them. A little roundtable. Their their roundtable and. 
they they really see the world needing to be completely vaccinated. Yep. Like they, they is their words, not mine. They want to vaccinate the world. They want to vaccinate the world. And this is the foot in the door. Well, and the idea that you can inject health, let me set it there, is preposterous in the extreme. You cannot inject health into your body. Your brain, your limbic system, your immune system, all of the parts that make you you are so ultimately complicated and so very, very... The intricacies of how all these systems work together, and I'm, I'm, I'm not a doctor at all, but I am a mom and I've had to look at a few things, Certainly. right? So, um, and, and the idea that you can take an unhealthy person who, who is unhealthy in their body through and through and inject health into them. It's, it's preposterous. Hashtag you can't inject health, baby. That's so yeah. good. That is great. Another catchphrase. That is great. Love it. So so anyways, as the battle goes on with hydroxychloroquine, they, they the Lancet comes out with this study. They, they had thousands, I think it was 5,000 plus people, and they basically said that it was not effective and that it was causing uh, heart problems, I believe it was. Um, People were dying though too. In this, is that, is that in that one, or yeah, was it I think one? I think it was they were dying. Now, essentially, they use this to spawn stop. They start pulling hydroxychloroquine mm-hmm. the, across the board. Now, agenda, that, that agenda, study, agenda. That study got pulled really quickly mm-hmm. because it was people looked at it and it was a faulty study. How was it faulty? And do you have that info? I don't have the exact numbers. But uh, four times, up to four times, I think. What was? What did they say? Like well, four times. That, I the think Lancet right. study yes. was different. That's okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. That's that's a different study. The okay. Lancet study, I forget all the inconsistencies okay. with it, but it was just it was just bad data. Focus. Then, shortly after that, the FDA pulls hydroxychloroquine altogether, and they are quoting eight separate studies. Hmm. And if you start looking at these studies, though, they are using uh, amounts of hydroxychloroquine that are way above. The recommended use that they would use to treat COVID, and they are like they're they on are, purpose they making lethal. this fail. Yes, they are, they are lethal amounts. They yep. are giving people, and you have the amounts written down there. But they are giving they're basically killing people with hydroxychloroquine. Yep. The people who are doing these studies have blood on their hands. Do you they want to know? definitely have blood on their hands. They were also killing people with the ventilators. Yep. I so just, let's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get too much into that because I know that that's going to get us pulled off of YouTube. But look into it. We'll put a link in the show notes, like kind of covert. I'll hide the link a little okay. bit. Look at the timestamp. Um, but uh, basically, yeah, a gal, I'm not going to say her name, in New York City, went undercover as a nurse and was exposing that they were hooking people up to ventilators, um, you know, who don't even have COVID 19. And they're putting people that have, she shows this person tested negative and they put their on the COVID floor. It's like, how is that even a thing? Like, mm-hmm. how do you put someone that is negative on the COVID floor, which is supposed to be the most lockdown secured place in the whole hospital in the whole world? And they're putting people on there with the intention of trying to get them to get coronavirus, right? Right. COVID-19. And then they're putting people on ventilators who are not even, who, are, who test negative. And the reasoning behind that, and she talks about this 37-year-old man that tested negative for mm-hmm. coronavirus. They put him on a ventilator and he died. He died. Okay? Yeah. Like, that's what we're up against. And so, you know, for the longest time, like, for, for the longest time, and ever since this thing started, you know, you see these huge numbers of deaths in New York City and, and, and these, these boats that they're bringing to New York City to hold all the dead people. And it's just <laughs> like, and it's like, I, I, for me, I was like, God, something either, like, something really cr- crazy happened in New York. It wasn't like a biological weapon or something. And now it's starting to come out as that they're just straight murder. Well, and let's, let's, there's a whole bunch of stuff to unpack with what you just said yeah. about New York. Yeah. First of all, let's let's admit that New York, if you're going to base uh, your system 
on a city in the U.S., New York is not what you would you would not base your uh, you know your power grid on New York's because you have eight million people in a very small area. They, they all are taking the subway. So so if, if a virus is going to spread, New York is the place. At the same time, they have uh, I believe when this virus started, they had 25,000 people coming in and out from China flying in every single day. So there's going to be, so if, if place is going to get it, it's going to be there. But at the, there was people before this nurse came out, there was, there was a doctor who came out that said, that said basically the similar, but just, you know, I'm seeing these people that we're putting these ventilators on and they're, completely awake and talking to me yeah they're yep, completely yep, yep. coherent yep. this is not what people are like when we put them on ventilators you know, and, and and just in normal health practices to put someone on a ventilator is very very serious it's 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 dangerous it's yeah. super dangerous to do in in the most needed of circumstances. i've had a child that was intubated i mean i i fully have been in this situation so you know it's it's dangerous in and of itself and if you're taking people who don't need it who are not struggling to have it i mean of course it's going to cause more harm than good and and this is like a way super sidebar but it's just like inducing labor in women who are not ready to give birth i mean this is this creates all kinds of problems when you're manipulating the body in a medical way that is not needed to, to be intervened with. It's going to cause problems. It's going to cause sickness. It's going to cause death. So what's their motivation for doing that, right? So these hospitals are shut down for all, all uh, intents and purposes for all other things non-COVID related, right? So they're losing money. They can't keep the doctors and staff on. But there is one lifeline, and that's the, through the CARES Act and Medicaid. They're incentivized to diagnose people with coronavirus. Yes. They get a bonus. thing. it's like five thousand if they're if they're if they're diagnosed. It's thirteen thousand if they die with coronavirus in the hospital, and they get paid thirty nine thousand dollars if the person dies while on a ventilator. Well, let's and, not forget about how their fam their families are going to eat eighty hundred thousand dollar hospital bills. But this is the thing: well. these hospitals are in, like, and this is what the lady in the video is saying over and over. She's like. I'm just being told that the people hide, and, and the doctors are telling her, and she's got it all on security camera, like like hidden camera too. And they're like, we don't know. We're just following orders from the administration. That's it. That's and, it. And literally, doctors, when the, when these orders be, be, aside from that, when the doctors received from the CDC that that basically you are supposed to label these things as COVID if they look like they're COVID. Yes. Like doctors are trained to identify how someone dies. Right. We. They're trained to do this, and they're literally being told, do not do that. Right. You label it COVID. They want to increase the numbers. Yes. In Italy, even said after after the debacle that supposedly was Italy, that, you know, we can look at those. They, it was a very old country mm -hmm, again. Mm -hmm. But uh, they, they came out and said after all this was said and done that about 12% of those people could actually be attributed to dying from COVID, not just with COVID. So there's a very big difference there as well. I mean, in New York, let's let's not forget Cuomo, who's got tons of blood on his hands. He's one of five governors in this uh, United States of America that essentially made the nursing homes accept COVID patients. And what happened when he did that is all the hospitals flushed out the old people with COVID because so, they had a place to go so they could have room for other people. So all of the old people infected with COVID went and infected the nursing homes. Well, that seems really, really interesting considering how they're trying to keep the rest of us locked down. Why wouldn't they just keep the people who are deathly ill locked down? Why don't we just keep a few buildings per community for these people with severely compromised immune system? And let's keep them gloved. Let's keep them masked. Let's make sure we deliver their sterilized groceries and the rest of us go on with our lives because we're still talking about a virus that kills far fewer people than the than the flu. I and mean, we're talking like 
what, 43, 47,000 people died of the common flu for the 2018, 2019, uh, you know, year. I think 2017, year. 2018 was, uh, it was 80 or 90,000. I mean, and we're talking that close to that same number and amount of people who do just take their own lives every year. So uh, this is a, a still a virus that is just one it's of real. many other. It's, it's, it's for sure real. It's, it's a virus. COVID. But it, but <laughs> but we've got like a huge percentage of uh, of recovery. Right? I mean, we're 98, 99, 98.99. I think I read point, last. 99.74 percent. Is that the CDC finally came out? And Where's said your mask, the, Ed? It's 0.26 percent. We're all endangering each other. This is your hair around your face. That's it. <laughs> Right. The thing is, is the 0.26%, though, that's uh, for all of us. We know what we know about this disease, that it affects elderly people with comorbidities. If you are old and are dying, you then might die from COVID or at least with COVID. Um, another, another thing that you touched on there with, uh, with New York is uh, when they're they're shuffling all the bodies onto the island. I mean, what people don't know is that that island, they've been using that island to, to bring bodies to for, I think, 100 years now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they've been bringing bodies over there every single day. And they also changed... Homeless people. They've changed... Yeah. Indigenous. Yeah, 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 they yeah. changed the, the laws. So it was, um, I think it used to be a week. If, if, if someone wasn't, I don't know, if, they, if someone wasn't claimed in 30 days, then, then they would just take them to the island. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So they changed right before this happened. They changed it to I, it was either one week or two weeks. They reduced the amount of time for someone to claim a body before they would ship them off to the island where they were bringing the bodies. And this is just another example of the media using fear tactics on us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This has been this is all over the place. And I mean, if you if you look at the, <laughs> you look at any <laughs> article, man, you look at any article. I mean, I just saw one just recently, uh, like this article that said. That we're worried that the spread of COVID may be 80 times higher than we originally thought. 80 times higher. Were they talking to Ferguson again? <laughs> Haven't they learned? Come on. But how many? How many of you have been to Walmart lately and have seen like just how rampant? The sickness is spreading throughout <laughs> our community. Like, has anybody like driven around town? Because there's a lot of sickness. There is a lot of sickness at Walmart. Fair, fair. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're like yeah. ill in yeah. their bodies so much as, but oh yeah, I hear you. It's crazy, dude. I don't know. So you know, a lot of this indicates that there's some foreknowledge, pre-planning. I think that it's, it's almost uh, indisputable. And uh, what thousand better, percent. What better way to um, touch on that? You got a timeline there. Hell yeah, dude. So before the coronavirus hit our country and world with such a dastardly disease, there was uh, the Crimson Contagion exercise from uh, January through August of 2019. And that was testing the capacity of the U.S. government in 12 U.S. states to respond to a severe influenza pandemic originating in China. Hmm. And in, in this exercise, uh, in two months, it infected 110 million people, killing over a half a million. So they're planning what they're a lot of the what they found is that we were not prepared for a great pandemic is, is what they were saying. We're not prepared. Hmm. To, so uh, but then following that um, and I don't. I would hope a lot of people listening to this would know about this, but um, Event 201, and I would encourage you to go to the website, and we'll put it in the show notes, but because mm -hmm. uh, you can look at this for yourself. Because when I found this, I, it just it was blew my mind. But basically, it was uh, a three and a half hour event. They brought like 
with uh, 15 global business, government, and public health leaders to do this exercise, and it was simulating an outbreak of a novel zoonotic coronavirus. Mm -hmm. You got to say that right or they'll fact check you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nice. Transmitted from bats to pigs to people that eventually becomes efficiently transmissible from person to person, leading to a severe pandemic. The pathogen and the disease are modeled largely on SARS, but it is more transmissible in the community setting by people with mild symptoms. See, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're willing, you're willing, you mean to tell me that in October 2019, they ran a pandemic exercise using a co- coronavirus? Well, it was put on by the John it's Hopkins a, Bloomberg School of Public Health, Center for Health Security, the World Economic Forum, and, you guessed it, the <gasps> Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It. What? This is not, no, that's not crazy. That but couldn't possibly The be. greatest part about it is, though, is the attendees actually got to leave with uh, uh, coronavirus plushies. Okay. And so basically what the determination... Are you being serious? Totally serious. So the determination <laughs> was is that they were... Uh, that we're just not prepared. That's what it is, right? Well, no, there was... Uh, basically, if... When you listen, watch the videos, and we'll we'll play one for you here. the The real thing that they put out on this thing is that we need to control the message. We need to That's control the control message. The I can't message. wait for you to nothing, jump into that. It has nothing to do with the disease. We need to control, control yes. the message. Last week, I promised we're going to get into some uh, some stuff, and so th- this is going to be a good segue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's see uh, a highlight from the uh, actual footage of Event 201 right now. Countries are reacting in different ways as to how best to manage the overwhelming amounts of dis and misinformation circulating over the internet. In some cases, limited internet shutdowns are being implemented to quell panic. How much control of information should there be? And by whom? And how can false information be effectively challenged? And what if that false information is coming from companies or from governments? I think it's very important that we make sure that there is concise communication with all healthcare facilities where these patients are being treated so that there isn't mass panic. We're at a moment where the social media platforms have to step forward and recognize the moment to assert that they're a technology platform and not a broadcaster is, is over. Um, they, in fact, have to be a participant in broadcasting accurate information and partnering with the scientific and health communities to counterweight, if not flood the zone. Technological answer to this. So there is work that's being done to actually create algorithms to sift through information on these kind of social media platforms. Um, And I know that uh, the Gates Foundation and others are funding organisations to work on things like this in order that people can actually have more confidence in the sources that they will use in any event. So I think both... uh, uh, a detailed solution working with individuals, but then also thinking about technology is something we have to advance. Hi, Steve. So, uh, looping back into the trust barometer, last... All right. That, I mean, that gives you an idea, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it is. It's controlling the message, uh, seizing technology, and... Flood and, and the zone, I like that Flooding the one. zone and, and shutting down misinformation, or better characterized as uh, d- d- dissent. People that are actually questioning it. Shutting down the questions, which is kind of what we're doing. Well, that is what we're doing. So here. that is exactly, yeah. You know, and some of the key players in this, you say you mentioned also Crimson Contagion and Event 201. A name that really stands out to me um, is a woman named Tara O'Toole, okay? Now, she was involved in both Event 201 and Crimson uh, Contagion. Um, it was a great article, and, she, and a lot of these people tie back to a 2001 biowarfare simulation called Dark Winter. And that's a great article by Whitney Webb, and she ties like all this stuff where uh, Dark Winter, 
basically showed foreknowledge of the anthrax attacks. You know, they were running anthrax simulations right before the anthrax attack happened, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which showed that it was pre-planned and they had foreknowledge of it. Yes. So Whitney Webb's article is a great one on that. And so this is kind of the same thing, same players. A simulation right before an actual rollout of an event, okay? Mm -hmm. um, so this, this woman, Tara O'Toole, um, she is a CFR member. She's a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Okay, so if you don't know what that is, look <laughs> at the Council on Foreign Relations. Okay, so that is basically, you know, you, you elect a president into office, right? Trump, Bush, Obama, whatever it is, right? You know, it doesn't matter because their entire cabinet and all the people that are helping to make policy decisions come from the Council on Foreign Relations. The right. majority of their cabinet and their, their, the people that are closest to them helping them make policy decisions are all from the Council on Foreign Relations. And so, you know, that comprises of people you know, financial, um, you know, you know, the banks and, and corporations. And they also have a whole wing of people in the media, okay? Like Walter Cronkite, Barbara Walters, Stephanopoulos. Like, so Robert just to Murdoch. clarify, these are not people that are elected to these positions, yeah, 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 to yeah, this yeah. organization. Okay, so yeah. just I wanted to yeah. clarify it, that. It, right. it, this is the, the, the permanent government, so mm -hmm. to speak, okay? These, mm -hmm. the, the CFR mm -hmm. makes up the permanent government. So, you know, they are, they are the ones that get together and they, they come up with these five-year, ten-year plans, and then and then they go out to their different sectors of exp expertise, and they roll out these agendas, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so Tara O'Toole, um, deep involved in all this stuff, um, so in my what I was uncovering basically is that, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know when if you think when I, when we said earlier that this is not going away, okay, and and that you you know we're not getting our freedoms back, that right. stood out to me when I started looking into InQtel, okay? Yeah. So InQtel is the uh, venture capitalist firm of the CIA and a lot of these intelligence agencies. And what they do is they take their money and they invest it in startup companies or companies that are emerging that have promising technology, whether it's just like computer code or if it's, uh, you know, actual, you know, hardware technology. And they, they, they invest in these companies to see how they can incorporate them and use them into, you know, the security and intelligence apparatus here um, and probably globally too. So um, just go to iqt.org, it's an InQtel page, and, and if you scroll down, um, there's a, there's a, a, a sub-project in InQtel called bnext, b.next, okay? And that is the coronavirus response. And so the CEO, the head of that is CFR member Tara O'Toole. Um, you know, I found a lot of like uh, speeches of hers. You know, one of them that stands out, it says, I think the media has done actually an excellent job covering the clinical features of COVID-19 and explaining that the task before us right now to slow down the transmission of disease. We are in an age of epidemics, okay? And they're going to keep coming. That's what she says, okay? We need to think about epidemics in four big pieces, blah, 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 okay? You know, um, it's crazy, man. Uh, you know, she, she was involved in, in some sort of, uh, you know, she was trying to get appointed to office under the Obama thing, and she got caught up in some sort of controversy. But it's just like, you know, for the most part, you know, we are in... in it's like an arms race happening mm -hmm, right mm -hmm, now in the mm -hmm. intelligence community. It's, mm -hmm. it's so crazy. If you think that this is going away, go look at these projects. It's right there, all these cool companies that, that NQTEL is investing yeah. in. And you'll see how deep this goes. This is it, dude. This is not going away, man. Right. And a couple ones that really, really, really stood out to me. Um, the first one is, uh, uh, let's see. So the first one is one called Project Domino, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, so if you think Project Domino sounds like another conspiracy theory term, you know, we'll have websites in, in, the, in the sources. Right on their webpage, it says, one of the most important steps in stopping the COVID-19 pandemic is influencing mass behavior change for citizens to take appropriate swift action to mitigate infection and human-to-human -human contact. So what does that look like? <clears throat> Project Domino accelerates research on developing capabilities for, 
You ready for this one? New right. catchword for you. Information hygiene. Okay? Oh. They're, they're here to uh, promote. That, that phrase should terrify. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yep. that yep. that understood those those words. <laughs> yeah, so they, they they are in the business of uh, you know enacting information hygiene at a mass scale necessary for the current national disaster and for future ones. So what they do is they detect misinformation campaigns. Um, they go on. Well, I wonder how they de- how they decide what's misinformation. Yep. I, yep. I just wonder how they've yep. taken that upon themselves. Fact so. check the fact checkers. Yep. Hmm. Yep. So they're going to use automatic high precision interventions on COVID Twitter. Who's saying what? Include URLs. We're going to help top social platforms harden themselves and trust safety teams to top social networks and give them what they need uh, to, you know, detrend, uh, take down uh, any sort of misinformation. Um, that's what it says right on their page, dude. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what the CIA is investing in on the ground up. OK, so that, that's what they're pushing. OK, to say identifying. Uh, I don't know if you read this, but I just want to say identifying at risk behavior groups and viable local behavior change influencers. Yeah. True so it's baby. it's just paint it's it's just and it's they use a little bit wonky language and they they use a lot of different uh, different bills and agendas and a lot of different uh, things to funnel and change the facts and to pervert things and spread it out so that it seems that it, it's hard and 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 it distracts you but but um, at the end of the day there's just a singular agenda here yeah, and, a singular it, agenda. And, and there's no way there's no way when you're looking at I- any of these facts that you can deny that at, at all they're pouring billions of dollars into this they're they're, they're investing in for the long haul guys they've wanted this, this for decades and decades and decades they want one world order yep. they, that's their that is yep. their end game agenda and that's another thing about the council on foreign relations is that they they are known for being they, they want to destabilize america yes uh, and they want to bring about like an international, you know, global economic and everything, dude. Yes. Um, that's what they're all about. Yes. And, and they'll, 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 <laughs> so look into the CFR if you haven't. Um, another company is called Outlier. Okay. Outlier helps businesses adapt to the new normal through data interpretation. <laughs> so as we enter, oh, as we enter this new normal, spot. as we enter this new normal as businesses, your data becomes even more important. Outlier can help you to automatically identify new risks as well as opportunities during the current coronavirus pandemic. Uh, pandemic, which sounds all well and good, except it's being funded by the CIA. So I don't know, dude. Something's a little fishy there. Another one that really stood out: Orbital Insight. Orbital Insight, and their their uh, website's full of just these really creepy, like satellite images of like. And basically, what they're doing is to uh, glean patterns of life and economic impact data from satellite imagery, and is providing its analytics at no cost to state governments and municipalities to arm decision makers with actionable information to help their citizens. Are people successfully sheltering in place? Um, are they? Are I they? Don't know. Well, uh, Orbital Insight is going to let the, the intelligence agencies know whether or not you are appropriately sheltering in place. Thank God for they that. They monitor a random 12 million cell phones every day uh, to detect travel patterns and determine that people are getting quarantine fatigue. Is everyone okay with this? By the way, is everyone is everyone okay with them following you around? Okay. Just so we, checking. We, we got information hygiene. We got quarantine fatigue. We got you can't inject health, baby. Get on Twitter and get this Truezilla shit out there. We are just fucking dropping bombs. God. I love good it when bombs. you talk like love that. Bombs. Good bombs. Love, love bombs, bombs of love and truth. truth. We're bringing, yes. Truth we're bombs. T- 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 <laughs> steal Triple E's freaking saying there. We're dropping <laughs> truth bombs, baby. That's it, man. Holy oh crap. But yeah, God. look at the intelligence agencies, dude. They're investing everything they got in this. It ain't going nowhere. It's game over, dude. We were just talking about the CIA. If you if you didn't listen to that last last yeah. week, yeah. Let's, what do we know, let's about, look the at, let's do we know the, about the CIA? Let's look at last week's episode of Truezilla, and they're like, yeah, yeah. What, what what are those guys all about, man? So, I don't know. I think I burned through my notes, dude. 
What do you guys got? You guys got anything to learn? Gosh, I'm I'm overwhelmed with a plethora of information. Uh, I I feel like that we've touched on so many excellent points. We've we've sort of like nicked the surface of like a lot of things. But um, and if this doesn't even get you to like think that maybe there's something bigger going on than them trying to protect us from a disease, I don't know what else to say. Come on. Anyways, like what what are the we can't really we. I want to be careful how I say this. How can we really believe in this day and age that our government or that our media is for us? And, and what, what is your basis of thinking that? Why would we ever believe that? What have we seen in history that has proven that? What have, we, what have I seen in my lifetime that has proven that? At, at all. And in fact, every single thing that I've seen that our government has done from the uh, indoctrinating of the of children and, 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 you know, trying to, to fuck us over in our bodies with, you know, with these bogus vaccines and the uh, information that they throw at us through our screens all day long or the misinformation and the, the distraction and, and all of the things that they do to keep us separated from the truth. There's, there's, there, there just can't be any, there can't be any room left, I feel like, to at least not question this. At, as a, a, a patriot act, even for our, the patriot act. we don't like the patriot. No, we don't. We don't like the patriot. But as, as an act patriot. of patriotism, there you go, there you as go. an act of patriotism. Okay. Thank you, Scott. Yeah. Um, but but and, and I think that that's important. And I, one of the things that I've had a lot is that it's, it's not patriotic to question these things, and that this is not this is not a, a good agenda for um, us to have. And, and it absolutely is patriotic. This absolutely is what we need to be doing. And in fact, it is incumbent upon us to question these things and to question the people who uh, we have elected to regulate us and to, to oversee us because they are absolute tyrants. And there is a reason why we have put them in, in place and why we are supposed to regulate and monitor and watchdog these people so that they do not remove our freedoms. They do not remove the freedoms from our children and that we can have a way of life that, that for all of these centuries we have fought to maintain. Sure. So. And that's, their, that's the, the genius of their plan, too, is like not only are they taking it all from us, but that most people out there are begging them to do There's, it. G- get, to give it up as fast as they can go. Guys, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourselves. And don't don't do that to the rest of us. For, for standing up for this shit, dude. We're, tr- we're and really, we're, we're on everybody's I mean, side. Call me, bring it on. Don't, definitely don't talk to me like that. <laughs> That'll piss me straight off. Don't talk off. to her. Just a word of advice for everybody out there. Don't talk to her like that. I'll uh, delete I, you. I, I, I will get... Oh, uh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna say, I am <laughs> fiery, but yeah, I. But here's the thing. But like, okay, I am all about respectful interaction. Absolutely, interact with me sure. respectfully. You are gonna get that back. But if you come at me with Science. anything that is lower than that, I am low, going low to verbally eviscerate you and I am very very good at it and I'm she right is. so I'm gonna win and it's gonna be bad for you and it's gonna be embarrassing I just don't recommend it at all just be kind because I'm such a, a sweet little hippie and yeah. and you just want to feel sweetness from me that's it man and you know what <laughs> and just on that note you know we are pretty accessible you know what I mean yes Social media dude like hit us please up reach Facebook. out to any of you us know, we would be you, love to talk to you questions or yes. if you have different opinions let's have a respectable conversation and in let's, a public forum and then let's 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 also discuss our differences, but yeah, don't come sideways, man. It's no fun for anybody. And the truth is too, like, and 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 this isn't just us. I mean, I feel like that we are all very much like on this truth train, and, and we we have research uh, to the ends of the earth to come to you with this uh, with these things that we're coming to you with. But um, I, I just sort of lost my train of thought. But um, the truth train, baby. The truth train. Damn it. Yeah, it's all right. All right. Well, all right. that's what happens. It's all right. Uh, you know, I just. I think we're at another point in history. I feel like this is the next 9-11. It is. I mean, and worse. Is. And like, much like, worse. Like the great Tim Dillon says, I wish this was 9-11, dude. We, 9-11 we was so nice compared war to this. Since yeah. 9-11. <laughs>
For, for 19 years, we have yeah. not stopped being in the same war in the Middle East. This next war is waged against us. Absolutely. Yep. It's, it's, it is not us against each other. And I think that is the huge divisive social agenda that the government has pulled over all of our eyes is that, and then we've talked about this, that while these, you know, the, the individual groups and us, us individuals in society, it's just like, it's just like the nurses and the doctors that make up the hospital. Like we're all good people. You know, we all want for good things. We're all fighting for good things. But when you look at a deeper agenda, when you look at, you know, who are the administrators of this hospital, you know, you have to look at where things come from. You have to look at a bigger picture and order to really have a, a, an ability to see truth. You can't just look at pieces of a puzzle and, and form what that picture is. You have to actually put things together. And it's, it's, it's so important to do that. It's so important to look into these things because you will find knowledge to arm yourselves with. And that's crucial right now at this time in our, in our country and in our history and what's going on in the world. We need to be doing that ever greater numbers and, and, and more diligently and, and more quickly. And we need to come together. Talk to us. That's what, it, that's what I was going to say. We're on this truth train. So talk to us because we're not uh, going to pick you apart. You, you we Come to us with what yeah, yeah. you know. If you have questions, if if you you have questions, questions like you let, point, let us interact with if you. If you because, want us to point you in the right direction, some, some different sources. Or know, maybe like, maybe there's something yeah. that we didn't see. Like, you know, do yes. interact with us. Yes, but or, let's, let's yeah. all keep it on the up because the idea here is that we learn from each other. Yes, you know, each one teach one, guys. Each one teach one. I think like Ed hit it on something really big there. I don't know if that was something you're going to get into. I was I was just going to say, that we are the many; they yeah. are the few. Yep. This is true. We yep. have the power, but their job is to divide us. Yes, yep. we are divided. We are just trying. If you can just see the whole picture, then we we're all together. Yeah. We we're really all, are, guys. We're all points, as David Ike would say. We're all just points of the same consciousness, really. Yeah. Yep. Nice. It's true. Like it's it. true. And like uh, so James Corbett had a great point in some of his recent, uh, you know, uploads and his videos and whatever. It's just like, you know, over the years, war evolves in so many different ways, like the way the Civil War was fought versus World War One, and then how World War One was fought versus World War Two. It evolves and evolves and evolves. Today, we still have this mentality that warfare is still just like standing across from each other and shooting guns, but we're in such an advanced age, so exponentially technologically advanced that you know maybe the war is in such a is such a way that we can't even recognize it as warfare that's and that correct world war three is underway as we speak and it's a psychological this is war. world war three and we are it's basically us versus the establishment yes yes that's it and and we are being the i can see it pretty clearly like we are under severe attack every day and it's an incremental incremental just push 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 but it feels like world war three is happening right now and we are losing bad and i would just say if we don't see this ending that's that's the difference between the people that we that disagree with us is this is all an agenda that's been put into place that's not ending this this idea that we're going to end the pandemic by all quarantining for a period of time and we're going to come out no when what are you expecting to come out to that's the question what is that what, what, what are all of us that? waiting for do like you believe that i know a lot of people who are like down with all of the quarantine and all of the masking and all the distancing but they're not okay with the vaccine where do you think this is going guys what what do you think is the end game here and and if it's not making logical sense to you where this is all adding up by god stand up say something and hold your ground it's hard to be brave but together we can do this. All right. On that note, Megan, would you like to take us out? I will do that. Well, thank you guys so much for coming along with us uh, as we delve into these deeper truths. Um, we are here to help um, open doors and eyes and, and hopefully to unite us all. So uh, you guys have an amazing rest of your week. We wish you intellectual prosperity. Bam. See you next week. Good night. <laughs>